This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth-like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home. Well, I'm talking Halos. This is Derek C. Apollo with the man, the myth, the legend, John Crane. Really? I guess he is. John, how you doing? I'm warm. It's it's warm here in Southern California, uh, but uh, I'm happy happy to be here. I'm happy to be around. Not so happy with the Angels, but happy to, happy to podcast. Maybe, maybe we start getting a regular, regular rotation again here. Well, we're trying. And that, actually, I want to leave this off right away, folks. Listen, we're sorry we have not been as rich as we were last year, but life changed. So this is what we're going to do, folks. Until life settles for all of us, we're just going to do these things live, okay? And we're going to do them live because it saves time for editing. I know we like a finely tuned podcast that is full of clear voices all the way across the board. We're doing the best we can. But in the meantime, we're just going to do these things live, get them out to you, and hopefully that will save some time for me. We'll do more shows and less having to work around everything else so there you go we're gonna do things live for a while and hopefully in the process in the process that we can provide higher quality material because we're forced to get better we can't rely on me editing anymore we have to get better so forgive so forgive the uh which uh which you did i've always been a strength of mine i've always (laughs) been a strength of mine hey okay so let's just kick it off right now let's just uh uh, the, uh, everybody knows it's old news, but uh, Mike Trout's dad, Becca Marin Trout, welcome to the world. And from what I understand, on Tuesday we should be welcoming Mike Trout back to the Angels. Double not, hoorah! Not a moment too soon. Welcome back to him, and welcome to welcome to the world, little one. Young Angel fan in the making, right there. So, congrats to the Trout family. We're very happy for you. Enjoy the time away, Mike. We're hoping you're enjoying. Your new little one, I can tell you firsthand, the four and two year old, that those that those little ones mean more than anything. So, and I know even though it's been a long time for you since they were little, I know you remember somewhere in the deep depths of your brain. Yeah, I think we just had a guest join our show. Actually, a co-host. Is he back? Hello. 
Oh my gosh, it's been months. I've heard it's been months. Ladies and gentlemen, Brock Davis is back on the podcast. It's been eons. I think I think I've aged dramatically since the last time we spoke. I may even have lost some weight. I don't know. Did you lose some weight? What do you what do you even look like now? Are you you know, gray haired or are you bright and bushy tailed? What are you, Brock? I feel like I've probably gotten a few gray hairs dealing with all this uh pandemic stuff and uh a new job a new job where i've gotten some new gray hairs where's the new job well before i was an emt which is uh kind of a ambulance driver kind of deal but now i'm a paramedic so now i'm in charge of of calls when i show up on scene i'm the head honcho so well congratulations congratulations indeed thank you Hopefully that means you're not out there causing hate and discontent throughout the world. In the meantime, you know, now you've got more time in your hands, apparently. But we'll yeah. see. All right, folks, we are just to end with the season, and it already feels like it's been too long. The Angels are three and seven. The I don't even know how to say this. Depressing news: just breaking the wire a little bit ago that Shohei Otani has to go in for an MRI on his throwing arm after a second straight struggling start here. I mean. I just use a bunch of S's there. My bad. But he expressed discontent, discomfort, sorry, in his throwing moment after the previous start, and he was sent for an MRI. Had a, let's just say the first inning looked good. Second inning, not so good. Not so good at all. I don't even know what to say about this, guys. I, I, I think it caught me off guard because he just got back. I mean, usually with the Tommy John surgery, you're starting fresh, and, and you rarely see arm trouble right away. Second start back. I'm concerned. Any takers here, Brock? What do you think, man? Yeah, you know, I I, I started to get concerned about this in the first start. Um, I try, I try to chalk it up as what you know what Joe Madden was saying about how his confidence was was lacking a little bit, and you could see that in his delivery that he was probably pitching around you know 75, 80 percent. You could tell that he wasn't his norm, and I wasn't thinking discomfort or injury at the time but i was definitely literally first that bad of the game i'm like something's off something's not right i was like maybe it's just him coming back from tommy john i mean it's not super uncommon it, it might just you know 692 days i think it was or something like that since his a- actual last mlb start and then uh after watching today i was like man something might actually really be off and came to find out now he's getting an MRI. So hopefully it's nothing nothing major, and uh, it might just be kind of getting back to, you know, getting back to MLB, getting back into the scheme of things, I guess. John, I know you've been high on him coming back. I know that you've been actually excited. You're a big fan of his. Almost kind of scary how big of a fan you are. Like, very scary. But anyways, what are your thoughts? I just, you know, it, it, I didn't learn. I, you broke the news to me because I didn't even know till a, few, a couple of minutes before Brock got on that uh, um, that Otani that this had come up. Um, I just know watching the game, they kept talking about him and his confidence. Well, in this short, the short time he was in the game, they kept talking about him and saying that he just doesn't seem to have his confidence, or, or he seems to be. They were saying stuff was off. They weren't really implying that he was injured or still injured, but they just seemed to think like he wasn't in his groove and he was going to maybe have to develop his confidence back up. And then lo and behold, uh, this happens. So yeah, I mean, this guy, I mean, 
this guy's just dynamite to watch in person. Of course, that, that does not doesn't apply this year. Uh, but this guy is just electric. He's just electric to watch, electric to watch him play, electric to watch on TV, however you want. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to say a prayer. Um, but we did have conversations last year uh, about, you know, him just hitting. He is He's still a big offensive threat. So, you know. I guess we'll see yeah, how it goes. On top I, mean, of that. I do want him to pitch. Pardon? To add on top of that, that's that's that was what I was going to say next was, regardless, I mean, obviously we all have been craving to watch him pitch again. But just like John just touched on, we he can still hit. So, I mean, worst case scenario is kind of a scenario that we had last year where he's out He's out for pitching, which obviously it's something that we desperately need. We don't necessarily absolutely need the extra power in the lineup. But if something were going off with his arm, clearly something's not been clicking yet. Say that it turns out to be nothing, he comes back, and he has a couple similar starts. In a 60-game season, this is probably the best time to have kind of an ordeal like this because it will give us time to allow him to hit in a shorter season with the arm issues, kind of rehab towards the end of the season and the off season and come back and hopefully come back stronger for a full 162 game season. And uh, hopefully still be able to use his power in the middle of the lineup for the rest of the year, because it seems like he's having a little bit of a bounce back, having those three couple three run jacks that he's had. And it uh, seems like he's coming back around the plate. So I just want to point this out though. We don't know actually what could be wrong with the arm. So could before be we're saying, or it could be a lot more. It could, be, it might not even be the Tommy John part. It might be something else. It could be a shoulder, and if that's the case, you might yeah. he might not even be hitting. So I, I would say let's be careful here that we don't actually jump out ahead of the gun on this and think, well, he's gonna hit. Well, you know, he might not be. There might be something else going on. And I just look back even the last year with the knee injury, and I'm, hey, don't shoot the messenger guys, but go back into his injury history, and he's. I'm concerned now. I mean, this guy can't stay healthy. And I and I don't mean anything negative towards him at all. I mean, the wonderful talent. It We've seen it across all sports here and there throughout our, all of our lives. There's always been those guys who no matter, it's not even their fault. It just, life happens and, and they just can't stay healthy. And I'm hoping against all hope that's not the case with Shohei Otani because, you know, he's one of the good ones. He's one of the guys who... Is everything you'd want out of a baseball player. He he works hard at his craft. It means a lot to him. He gives a crap, in other words. And to see in his second start this kind of disappointment, I mm-hmm. I feel bad for the guy. How do you work your tail off for over a year now to get back to pitching? And this is how things are going. And by the way, just want to point out, I wonder how much waiting until July change things for for him how much the entire regimen changed like would things have been different if he was actually pitching earlier which you would think no because you would need more time this great good for him more time to strengthen up but maybe you needed that early season just to work it out i don't know john any thoughts there just i I never verbalized it and i think it just kind of occurred to me i i really have had a Kind of, a, I'll believe it when I see it. Attitude towards Otani because we, he, you know, the first season. I don't know. We had a very short amount of time during the first season. I, I don't, and um, so we haven't really had him as even remotely close to a a regular starter or even an ace 
since he's been with us. We've had a lot of offense from him. And again, that's always a, a big consolation. And, and again, I, I'm sure I've said last year on the podcast, if he was just a full-time hitter, I would be happy. But seeing as we didn't get pitching, the you know the, the pitchers that we wanted to get in the offseason – him not not stepping not being able to perform is really kind of it's 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 a lot bigger than had we taken care of the pitching department last year. But anyways, I, I, I at this point, you know, I'll settle for a hitting. But I mean, I I, I really it's kind of I'll, I'll believe it when I see it when he's when when I see him pitch like uh, um, yeah see him pitch a, a seven inning game for you know four or five starts. Uh, but at this point. I still have always kind of doubted him in my heart, rooted for him, got his jersey, wear his jersey. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I'll believe it when I see it. And that's- I mean, you could look at it in, in two different ways, too, because, in, I mean, this is it's a hard subject talking about a shortened season, but you could look at it in a way of, hey, you know what, if we have major injuries of, you know, our main, our main guys that are going to be main – you know, contributors to our lineup and our rotation, we could chalk it up as, hey, you know, this was our 60-game season. This might be the right time to have those kind of issues. That way we could get a hopefully a, a whole healthy 162 out of these guys. Or you could look at it as, man, we got to expand the playoffs this year. Every single game counts this year, and we need everybody to be healthy all year long. So there's two different ways to look at it, and it comes down to more of an opinion of of how fans want to feel about how this season is going to pan out. And um, I think towards the beginning of the season, I, I was kind of like, uh, you know what? I think the only people who are going to think this world series counts is whoever, whatever team wins those, those fans are going to care about it. I think I changed my mind. So for me personally, this, this is going to suck if he can't get it together or if there's something major going on and he can't come back and, and get his get back on the mound because I want I want I want to win as many games as we can this year and, and I just want to see the Angels in the playoffs and have that intensity back. So it's it's gonna suck if something's legitimately going wrong with them. Angels three and seven though right now. Last place in the division. It's kinda of hard to say playoffs at this point, but fifty games to go, and I guess I want to go there with you guys. At fifty you know, with, with fifty games, it's gonna go you're ten games down, three and seven's looking pretty rough and, and do you see any hope in there? Despite all that, do you see? Are they as bad as a as the record indicates? I guess would be the right right question to answer. Joe, uh, John, what do you think? Well, psychologically, this just can't be good because this, as a fan, this just feels like a reboot of last year. Uh, maybe a reboot of the last couple of years. And I remember, I mean, this is no no disrespect to, to Madden, uh, but um, as far as everybody's talking about it, Madden was going to be our savior. We just needed Madden. And, and, and I remember you and me and everybody like, but we need pitching too. We need pitching. We need players. It, 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 I mean, so at, this is very early on, I understand, but we got offense. Our pitching is, is sporadic to, you know, sporadically good, sporadically bad. Uh, bullpen, sporadic, sporadic, and awful. So Just say it, man. Very familiar. Yeah, our our pitching is weak. <laughs> our pitching is lacking, and if we lose Otani, it's gotten worse. So the point of the matter is, is this this just feels a lot again very early on, and I hope I hope they turn it around. 
Uh, but this feels very much like what it's been the last two seasons that you and I have done this podcast together. Brock? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I personally, I, I don't, I, I'm still holding out for hope because I, sorry, I think I said that backwards. I'm hopeful. And the reason I say that is because if you really look at the rest of the MLB standings besides us, you look at the other teams that are sitting at the bottom of the division. You have Boston at three and seven. You have KC at three and seven. That's kind of fitting. You got New York Mets at three and seven. They don't fit down there. And in my opinion, the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are also three and seven right now, they don't fit that criteria either. For me, they're they're significantly better than a three and seven team. So for me, I, I even though it's a shortened season. I don't think 10 games in, regardless of a shortened season or not, you could really truly analyze what's going on with your team. You know, me me coming from a baseball background and playing for close to 18 years, it's you can literally have a, a monumental shift of confidence and performance and all that literally within minutes. Like, I'm not even exaggerating you. Something happens in a game, and you're like – holy crap, dude, what, what have we been doing? And and something clicks with the entire team, and it's literally, you feel it. And that hasn't happened yet, and that might not happen at all. But the point that I'm trying to get at is our, offenses, our offense has not been there yet. We know that they have the potential to be there. Obviously, it's, not a, it's, it's an undeniable fact that our pitching is weak. However, I think our bullpen is going to come around to be better. Um Robles has been awful. I mean, I think tonight was our fifth or sixth blown save out of 10 games, and he's been a pretty decent part of that. And our bullpen has been probably the biggest disappointment for me so far because last year I felt like our bullpen kind of held up a lot of the ground that our starting pitching couldn't. And if I if I'm mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. They had the bullpen had the most innings pitched out of anybody in MLB, correct? Last last season. Well, I mean, let's. Well, they yes, they did. I mean, but let's look I would at this. Assume with opener with openers, yeah, I would yeah, assume right. that would be. The case. Well, look at this. Look at this for a second but, here. But even, go ahead. I mean, the starting five right now, okay. Dylan Bundy one and one two eight four ERA. Griffin Canyon zero and one. 338 ERA. Heaney, 279 ERA. I mean, <laughs> come on. Sandoval, 2.25 ERA. Otani, well, we know where he is right now. He's an, he's an infinite land. And then Matt Andresi had, de- had a decent showing his first time out, and then he got started and got blown up by 491 ERA. Those are your starters. Let's go to the bullpen. Robles, four games, a 22 ERA. Mike Mayers, a 12 ERA. Jacob Barnes, a 6.75 ERA. Cam's the only one looking decent right now, 2.45. Uh, Ty Buttry, 8.10. Kyle Keller, 7.71. Hobie Milner, 6.75. Holy crap. These, this, is, this is not just... This is bad. Ryan Butcher, he's doing all right. Got himself two wins. Five games. I've liked him. I've liked I mean, him he's done well. Noe's done pretty well, by the way. Knock on wood for... Good old John in the corner who loves Noah Ramirez. Hey, no, 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 no. I, I jumped on the Noah train the day he threw the day he threw in Houston, man. I love that guy. My wife loves him too. So that's over. Those days are over. I'm I'm on the Noah train. Okay. Well, I mean, Keenan Milton, two and third innings and starting to get six hits. Robles yeah, seven I hits mean, and three that, and that, that, 
that's kind of what I'm getting at is I feel like last year, even though we didn't have we didn't have Middleton last year, we, we didn't have Ramirez a ton last year, if I if I remember correctly. But last year we were able to lean on Buttry. Buttry was super solid last year. And Robles was, in my opinion, a top ten closer in baseball last year. And mm-hmm. so far this year that has not been evident at all. And that's what's kind of scared me re- recently is because I think that we've had really close games. I mean, we've gone two nights in a row going extra innings against Houston, who's supposed to be the best team in our division. And we've held we've held decent. Our offense hasn't even been super solid, but our starting pitching is, has held up against them. And then, well, besides today with Shohei, but the point is, is that I feel like we're losing a lot in the bullpen when last year was the opposite. And I think we came into this year thinking all of the pitching was going to be bad. However, the starting pitching has been pretty solid Heaney he, almost all of our all of our starters have a you said a sub four for all those guys you mentioned so for me I'm I'm confident in Bundy he's been great Heaney's looked amazing and that that, that kind of brings you back to how John mentioned Madden I was super stoked for Madden too and he's made a couple questionable decisions on timing of when he pulled out the starters in my opinion and uh, I kind of wanted to get your opinion on on that Derek of uh his timing on pulling out the starters. You know, I don't, I don't have a problem with this. It's still early in the year. T- to me, this is their May. This is their April. Yeah. And quite frankly, these guys yeah. should be fresh. Let's be real. This bullpen should be fresh. If they're doing this a month in the season, he's pulling guys, then I got a problem with it. But right now, you're you're trying to make sure these guys are strong at the end with, with all the awareness that there is. But you've got a bullpen that's running your pitching staff right near right now, you've got 18 players already who've appeared as pitchers already this season. You should be able to do just fine. But I'm looking at Ty Buttry and Hansel Robles, guys who were anchors for much of the year last year. I know Buttry got tired last year. Did he not come back from that? I got to wonder. I mean, where did that guy go? The, the guy who was absolutely dominant, what happened to him? That's what I wonder. His command's been off. Him and Noe's command's been off. Well, but Ty's command's been off since July of last year, pretty much a year. Yeah. yeah. And you, I just would have thought he would have got, got that figured out. I mean, I just thought he was tired last year. I thought they wore him out. And maybe they wore him out too much. Like, like Scott Shields. Remember Scott Shields, the rubber arm, dominant for years. All of a sudden, he, he fell apart. Is that what happened to, to Ty? Yeah. I mean... I'm I'm just I'm staying hopeful and and thinking you know hey we're ten games in and, and realistically when you three and seven when you say it out loud you're like oh my god like we're not we're not coming back from this but realistically we're still two and a half games back because our division as a whole is not playing very well if we were in the AL East with the Yankees starting the season at seven and one I'd be a little more concerned being like all right we need to we need to pick it up a little quicker but Houston's Houston and Oakland are tied at first place at 5 and 4 right now they're barely breaking 500 so we're not really losing a ton of ground yet but if we continue this trend for another 10 games and then we're like all right you give it a little more time and then it's another 5 games next thing you know we're almost halfway through the season and we're going to be 10 15 games back so i think it's just like i said a trend that you know, going back to what I said, it's going to be something that hopefully clicks. We get Trout back in the lineup. Rendon will pick it up. 
I mean, he hasn't been doing terrible. He's been getting on base a lot, but he hasn't really had any any crazy clutch knocks yet. And uh, hopefully nothing's wrong with Otani. And I think that there's going to be that click where everybody's going to kind of get the ball rolling and, and get on the same page. And I think we're going to be – I still think we're going to be contenders. And I'm going to keep saying that until maybe 15 games later if we continue this – where this road is going – 15 games later, then that might change. But as of right now, I'm still seeing us get one of the division spots or one of the playoff spots. Well, you're incredibly optimistic. John, what do you think? Well, let's just let's be, be clear that I can easily go back and forth, back and forth. I mean, last year after the Angels swept the Dodgers um, and uh, I, I, I was ready to, I was ready to buy my uh, – ready to call and ask for playoff tickets. Of course, that was about the time that Derek had told had been projecting that this was the point of their schedule, that it was good to get very tough. And things went way downhill from that point on. But um, yeah, it's it, the season's young. So when I'm just saying the season sounds, it feels a lot like last year, it does feel like that, but it's very young. And getting Mike Trout back, I think that could be beneficial to the Angels. I don't know. I'm just going to go out on a, on, a, on a limb there and say that. Um, so, you know, and hopefully John, he can't okay pitch, man. And, and Mike's not going to be pitching. I just want to hey, point that out. Don't tell Mike Trout what he can't do. Don't <laughs> tell Mike Trout what he can and can't do, okay? <laughs> I, just I know, Derek. Yeah, breaking news. We need pitching. I mean, we knew that. that. We, but we got Rendon. <laughs> so it's that's the story, yeah. of, that's the story I mean, of the if, Angels' if you, life. If you, really want to do a, if you really want to do a major comparison, and this might be an oddball opinion that, that hasn't really been brought up before, but Oakland's a prime example. Oakland doesn't have super do- dominant pitching, and they, they haven't. And they've won 90 games two, two years in a row. So they, they've had a decent bullpen with Hendricks, and they had Brynan when he was solid. And they've had, you know, but Manaya was out all year last year. So they they haven't really ever had an ace like we don't. And they don't really have, you know, other than a couple guys in the bullpen, they don't really have any super dominant guys that are like, man, the A's have killer pitching. So realistically, we're, we could kind of be put in the same category as the A's. We're capable of winning the 90 games, but the A's have it figured out. And I don't know if it's a team thing. I don't know if it's a lineup configuration or if it's a man- managerial thing or just a coaching staff thing. I don't know what it is, but if you put the A's lineup and our lineup next next to each other and A's pitching and our pitching next to each other, we're a pretty comparable team, and our the offense is definitely leaning in our favor. So in my opinion, it's not a capability thing. It's not a, a skill level thing. It's it's just baseball. It's what baseball is. It's, it's 90% mental, and we've been through the ringer through these last few seasons. And I think just it hasn't clicked and nothing's been going our way and nobody can be on the same page at the same time. One guy gets hot and the next guy gets cold. And the only person that seems to stay hot is trout. So until that gets figured out, we ain't going to get a playoff spot. So that that's what I'm staying hopeful for is that, you know, every single year it's, well, maybe this is the year that it clicks because we have the talent. We have the talent comparable to other teams that are winning 90 games, i.e. the A's. And I mean, that's just my opinion. You might have a differing one from that, but that's mine. Well, I just think as far as pitching goes, our bullpen was actually pretty solid. Um, I mean, Robles, I don't know if Robles just pitched over out of, you know, out of his, out of his mind last year. So I, I, I'm, I'm holding reserve on that, but 
no way is it's a good guy. He's a good he's a good solid pitcher. Um, um, Bedrosian, you know, he 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 he's got they, they have skills. They definitely have skills. And Middleton, he wasn't even here last year. So I do I do think we have a decent uh, relief core. Um, I used to really complain about it, but I kind of changed my mind last year, and we basically have the same one. So I, I, I think the biggest uh, issue right now is Robles. Is uh, he needs to figure it out and 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 resemble what he resembled last year with the Angels? That would certainly be helpful. Um, but as far and then as far as the offense goes, and, and the pitching is what it is. I, I'm very happy with Bundy. I'm I was he's meeting my expectations and beyond, um, and. Otani's again. Otani was the wild card before the season started, and he's now turned himself into a bigger wild card today. So we'll see. I guess I'll be the optimist here. You know, I'll join Brock on this. I, I kind of don't want to because I just view it as it's August. There's 50 games left. It's not looking real good pitching wise. But let's look at the schedule here. Three more games in Seattle, three games in Texas, three games at home to Oakland. So in the next nine games, they're divisional rivals, and no one's running away with anything. No one's dominant right now. Three games against the Dodgers coming up, and then they got four at San Francisco, well, four with San Francisco, and then three more with Oakland. I mean, this is not a hard – they're just – they're playing all West teams, and and neither West division, the AL West or the NL West, is scaring the crap out of me right now. I'm sorry. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like you're playing the toughest division in baseball right now. They're not playing not lights off baseball. Houston, yeah, Houston won the series. It took two out of three. Houston does not look like Houston right now. We, we, I mean, we can go with that, right? I, I don't yeah, think. absolutely. And quite frankly, Seattle is, is not the team that won two out of three. The, the Angels, they got on the right time. Oakland, they're still the A's, and, and they are a team, in, in my view, that's built to win. But can the Angels compete with them? I think so. I just don't think that this division's a runaway for anybody this year. And I don't think the NL West is a runaway for anybody except for the Dodgers. Angels have how many against the Dodgers? What, five? They play five against the Dodgers? Is that it? Five or six? Uh, I think it's I think it's six. All right, I think so it's six. I think it's two, three games. And, and, but for some reason, they, 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 they've yeah. done okay with the Dodgers last year. So, you know, I, I, you go up and down their entire schedule here. And I, I would say if you want to look for something positive, something to give them a chance, their schedule's not scary. You're not playing the Yankees, the Indians, the Twins, all these teams with pitching. You're not playing, you're not playing the AL. You know the NL East with with the Phillies and with Washington. You're, you're not you're not dealing with those teams. You're not playing the Cubs. You're not playing the Cardinals. I mean, geez, the Cardinals might not play for a couple weeks for all we know. But nothing scares me right now in terms of the West. You have the Dodgers that you're going to deal with six times. That's it. Houston's not scaring me. Houston, the Angels give the Angels give Houston all kinds of problems. Let's go. I mean. Nine to six, five to four, six to five. Those are all fun games 
if the Angels pitch this series, it's a different series because Houston did not play great. I mean, let's just be honest with that. Yeah, so, absolutely. I look at it that way and go, it could go either way. The, the Angels could be the last place team in the, in the league. They could their pitching could not come together at all this entire season, or they'll pull it together and they'll be in the thick of it. I don't think it's over yet. If they're playing the rest of the league right now, I might be concerned. But the West doesn't scare me. Yeah, I mean, if you really if you really dive into the to the A's pitching this year, I mean, you got Fires five four ERA in two games. Montes has done decent three three ERA in two games. Manaya's not done great seven ERA in two games, and Mengden six point seven five in two games. Their bullpen's been holding up. Everybody pretty much has a zero ERA, other than uh, Liam Hendricks has a two seven. Lazardo has a one three five. That guy's that guy's nasty. And Trevino's got a thirteen five. So. Um, I mean, basically, talent, talent for talent, it's it's not super far off. Starting, starting, I could definitely think we could compete. Bullpen, I think they might have the edge, but talent for talent, that's just kind of what I'm going back to. It's it's baseball to where you just gotta hope that people figure it out. And I mean, if we can get the starting pitching that we've been getting so far along those lines, and Get our bullpen to figure it out. We we might have something something working. I mean, that's just kind of how I view it too. I mean, it's it's not over yet. John, any final thoughts for today? No, just I mean, it doesn't have to be a long detail. That's, is anybody at all concerned about the season that we're going to make the whole season? I mean. It's, Major League Baseball is going to complete this season. Is anybody at all concerned about that? Um, I mean, I think it's a possibility that that it happens. But I mean, at this point, with with it being the sixty games that already is, like, if there's, I mean, how how much further can you let it go where teams are going to be delayed and and postponed to the point where you're like, all right, well, if if half of the teams are not able to play. 16 games of the already 60 that we're doing are we really going to try to cram six inning postponement games in between a 60 game season and then have a full length playoffs plus more rounds so i mean it's not something i would rule out um especially with a mediocre commissioner that he would make a poor decision of having so many teams have postponements and then still follow through with it because He's stubborn and doesn't make the best decisions. Uh, but hopefully that isn't the case, and hopefully it was just a couple teams that made poor decisions of of uh, restaurants they went to or parties they went to or just being dumb and got a little outbreak. And hopefully other players will realize, hey, well, if we continue this, the season's going to get canceled. And I don't know how the union would be about if the season got canceled. I don't know if they would not get paid. I don't know how all that would work, but I'm assuming it wouldn't be in the players' best interest to uh, have the season canceled. So hopefully that's not mm-hmm. what it what it boils down to. But, I mean, it just depends on the number of teams that have an outbreak and the timing of them. If you have six or seven teams all have an outbreak at the same time, I mean, that's that's a lot of games. And, but that's also, you already have two. That's the problem. You already had two. And in both cases, we're finding out the teams themselves are irresponsible. The Marlins were, to me, almost, I mean, if it's possible, say criminally, they, criminally negligent. They were. And then here you have, 
you know, the Cardinals apparently weren't weren't exactly, uh, shall I say, much better. I mean, it's just be honest about that. I mean, it's just stupid to me that we meant to have that discussion. Like, you're grown men, crying out loud. You were given restrictions because for a reason, not because you, we want you to be restricted, but because you agreed to come back and play. Well, now what? You're wrecking the season for everybody else. Yeah, and I mean, I'm a firm believer in in every man is a man, and they can they can act as they want. But it's a different story if you. I'm also a firm believer in being a man of your word, and if 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 you didn't opt out of the season due to health concerns then that's, that's your choice, and you're saying, okay, well, I'm not opting out, so you're agreeing to the fact that you're going to come in, you're going to play ball to the best of your ability and trying to win as many games, but you're also going to follow the rules that were applied to this season because you chose to not opt out. And that, that's kind of the way I see it. If you, if you want to go out and go to parties and be however you want to be, you're a grown man, you can decide what you want, but if that's to be the case, you can't play. Opt out. So, I mean... That's how I feel about it. If there's an agreement, there's an agreement. End of story. There you go. All right, guys. Absolutely. You can you can follow us on Twitter at Talking Halos. You can follow me on Twitter at DC Apollo. You can follow John at Jags Crane John. And oh my, I can't remember. It's been so long for Brock. BD Rocks Eight. Is it right? Yeah, BD Rocks Eight. Sweet. Yeah, let me, I'll say a, I'll say a quick word to the listeners that sorry I've been gone so long. I hope that you can understand with me being out there on the front lines and hopefully making a difference to your guys' everyday lives. And uh, I assume a lot of our listeners are from Southern California, and that's where I'm working. So I'm hoping to make a little difference to everybody's lives, and maybe that would be a little compensation for my lack of participation in this podcast. And I'll try my best to uh, come back more often. You got your priorities straight, my brother. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. All right, guys. For the entire team here, we're back. We'll see you guys hopefully midweek for a show, and hopefully midweek we'll be talking about a winning streak and some good news for Shohei. Oh, yeah. We'll see you. type of drama. Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Curry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh my goodness. Where else? The NBA. Only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the making. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.